Welcome back everyone to another episode of Paradisos where if you change your thoughts you can change the world. That is right. That is right. I am back with another installment with myself, Dennis. And today is Tuesday or any other day you're listening to this podcast episode. But today is Tuesday and that means we have our guest for today. And our guest for this episode is San Francisco native writer, fashion lover, and podcast host based in San Diego, California. I had the pleasure of sitting down with creative marketer Kim Lee and have an amazing conversation about spirituality and about entrepreneurship and how the two coexist together. We also spoke about why mentorship is important and what to do as a young entrepreneur to run a business. So who is Kim Lee? Kim Lee is a ball of light inspiring entrepreneur and a lover of menswear she has been in the fashion industry for about a decade around circa 2012 she got into spirituality and used what she learned to combine her personal life and her professional life she was editor-in-chief at eunuch youth she was project manager at Kuth, and now she is head of marketing at the digital marketing media agency she founded fade network studio this episode is brought to you by Anchor.fm. Don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe. Visit us at www.paradisos.world. And please enjoy this amazing interview I had the pleasure of having with Kim Lee. <music> Okay, hello to everyone, of course. As you heard from the intro, I do have a special guest today. Today is Tuesday, and you know what that means. In the Paradisos world, we we're introducing a new guest, and I am overly excited to be introducing or speaking with today's guest, um, good friend of mine. Even though we only met one time, I still, <laughs> I still do consider her a very, very good friend. Uh, she's awesome all around, but I won't get too much into it. Uh, Kim, welcome to uh, Paradiso's podcast. Ooh, thank you so much. And I know it's crazy. We met one time and it was like friends at first sight, right? right it's right. crazy. <laughs> you know, when you meet people who share the same kind of journey and um, what do you call it? Consciousness. You kind of align at the same frequency as they call it in the spiritual world. Right, right. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, uh, tell us, tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, a little less about what you do, because we're gonna get into that in a minute. But just, you know, tell the world who Kim is. Uh, you know, your hobbies, interests, passions. 
<laughs> God, I, I sound like I'm going on an interview now, but <laughs> well, let's see. Who is Kim? Kim is a tomboy who is obsessed with menswear. I think that's where we connected. As yeah, friends. yeah. I like the start of Instagram. I have to say you're an OG at this Instagram <laughs> as well. You, you like I will, you know, the uh, last year I literally wrote down everybody's name that was part of the whole menswear dapper community. Uh-huh. And I was like, we need to have a reunion. Yeah, but anyways, <laughs> um, let's see. I, I love menswear. I've been work. Um, well, you, you said not to really introduce myself, but sure. because of menswear, I've been working in fashion for almost a decade now. Started really young. And, um, you know, from there, I just got into spirituality in 2012. And it kind of combined now, I kind of used what I've learned from my personal self into my work. So Kim is a ball of light uh, and it's inspiring entrepreneur who loves supporting all her friends and everything they do. That's basically who Kim is. Amazing. Amazing. I love it. (laughs) So as you guys probably noticed from the title, spirituality versus entrepreneurship, I know, I know. I can pat myself on the back. That's a pretty cool, pretty cool title for a podcast. But yes, we are going to be speaking uh, about spirituality and entrepreneurship. So, Kim, let's jump right in. And what does spirituality mean to you? Honestly, spirituality is having faith. It doesn't matter if it's a religion. It's having faith in something that's higher than yourself. Hmm. It can be you or your higher self. You know, I'm sure you heard of that through about books and authors. They talk about your higher self. Spirituality is what gives you that, that faith of moving forward and being present. So you you can have a relationship with yourself or you can have a relationship with God, Buddha, Allah, whatever it is. I think spirituality is something special to everyone. It's a place of uh, safetyness and hope. Definitely, definitely. So a simple Google search actually tells us that spirituality means the quality of being concerned with the human spirit or soul as opposed to material or physical things. So a little little bit about what you just said. Right. So uh, spiritual mm-hmm. spiritualism actually is a spirit of uh, uh, sorry, a system of belief or religious practice based on supposed communication with the spirits of the dead, especially through mediums, right? So that's what spiritualism is. That's what I found. So um, according to him, May I? go ahead, go ahead. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. Oh, I have to ahead. say something real quick. Yeah. Um, you know, the first definition you said about how it's the concern of like uh, spirit, mm-hmm. spirits and uh, non-material spirit stuff. and the soul. Okay. I'm going to have to like butt in on that definition yeah, because for, for the longest I was conflicted, you know, working in a, industry where it's so materialistic Mm -hmm. and being spiritual has like conflicted me at the beginning of my journey where I'm like, is it okay to be like indulge in this materialism world where, and and have a spiritual sense and where it goes against, it goes against what you actually do. Exactly. But then I I talked to mentors and I had a, uh, actually, a kind of like, what do you call him, a Vedic uh, guru mm-hmm. yeah, named Michael DeFrancisco, and he told me it's okay, you know, because during spiritual spiritualism, you're one with yourself, and you ask for abundance. Those are part of your abundance. 
and, you know, I think people get it twisted just because you're wearing St. Laurent. Not everyone who wears St. Laurent is going to be an uptight. Uh, can I cuss in here? Is this okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Go do you, girl. <laughs> be be careful when we came in. Um, you don't, just because you wear a label doesn't mean you're part of that people, that demographic of uptight assholes. Right. You know what I mean? You might like the label or the designer behind the label and what they stand for, but you can also have a spiritual side of yourself. All right. And there's nothing wrong with that. I want to let all the listeners know if you if you like what you like and, you know, you like the materialistic thing, don't be a, like cocky and, um, you know, standoffish about it. Right. Wear it for the right reasons, but you can still have that spiritual sense about you. You can still have that spiritual guidance and core about you, you know? Exactly. I'm sorry, I had to jump that in no, real quick because I'm like... <laughs> <laughs> not at all, not at all. So according to uh, Hinduism, the meaning of spirituality is living a life of purpose, a purpose that makes up a fourfold to achieve Dharma, Amen. Artha, Kama, and Mashka. Uh, according to Buddhism, uh, it is a spiritual <sighs> tradition that focuses on personal spiritual development and the attainment of a deep insight into the true nature of life. According to Christianity, Christian uh, spirituality relies on the power of the Holy Spirit to live according to God's will. And I couldn't really find anything specific on uh, Judaism and the spirituality of uh, Judaism. So, you know, that, you know, you, you sort of like strayed away from religion, like you mentioned. But, you know, according to to what spiritualism is and according to different religions that we we have in this world, that's what spirituality sort of means. So to sort of shift topics a bit um and talk a little bit about entrepreneurship right even uh mm -hmm. even though uh entrepreneurship seems to be a trend a lot of people still mm -hmm. don't know what it really is so what would you say are the key traits w one needs to run a business as a young entrepreneur actually like as a young entrepreneur and a striving young entrepreneur like yourself and myself i think the three main traits, the three pillars, my three pillars is diligence, patience, and value. And why I say diligence is because you really got to have this sense of consistency when you're, you're working through something. There's times where you're going to come to a block and you just want to throw in the towel. I, I think as an entrepreneur, not even just a young entrepreneur, we've all experienced that where we just want to throw into the towel. Like I can't do this. Mm -hmm. But you got to have that diligence, which leads into patience. I think uh, millennials these days, you know, like you said, entrepreneurship is a fucking trend. And us millennials want the results so fast because everything in our life is so fast. You live in New York, everything is fast. L.A., New everything is fast. You want results fast. And that's not the name of the game. The name of the game is having that patience and being willing to like, okay, this is my reality. This is what I've done for today. Just because I didn't check up all the check boxes that I did that I needed to do doesn't mean I failed at something. That just means I'm one step closer and having that value, knowing your value, you know, I think that's huge this day and age. Right. Cause I, 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 you know, I'm born and raised in San Diego, lived in LA, been in New York, came, came back to San Diego. And I see that companies these days do not value somebody with value. And mm. Most people will take the short end of the stick and be like, you know what? I need the funds. I'm just going to go for it, you know, which is cool. I'm going to knock you if that's your style. Um, it's not about the ego. I'm, you just got to know like, okay, this is what I know. 
this is my skill set, this is my ability, and this is my value. And don't say a crazy ass number, okay? Right. Just because you have like certain experience doesn't mean you're a six figure experience. Really know your value and push that value. You know, you gotta know when to balance it, but that's, those are the three pillars. Those are the three keys, diligence, patience, and value. Amazing. So you you mentioned sort of millennial, right? And um, mm-hmm. when when I first asked you, you said you wanted to speak a little about a little bit about millennial spirituality. So what millennial? Millennial, yeah, that's what you say. And I, I I found this article. It was on a website called Mike.com, and it, it it described like the six spiritual commandments you can say of the millennial uh, generation, and it was interesting. And the first one is uh, discard the strict the strict hierarchy. All right. The second one, discard our nostalgia so that we are free to involve as a group religious community communities that are in a tailspin, often um, fetish, 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 fetish eyes the past. Sorry for the terrible pronunciation, which deeply hurts uh, present members. Discard the judgment, preserve a sense of ritual, previous uh, uh, preserve serious studies and then preserve prayer. Prayers is this something that is very important in spirituality and throughout all religions. So that's something that's a very interesting to to take into consideration. So a little bit uh, back into entrepreneurship. It's funny because even till this day, when I can't tell you when I screenshotted it because I just re, re- screenshotted it from my photo just so I have it at the end and I don't have to search. But I screenshotted this from instagram back when instagram was instagram like the real like the <laughs> like the little house at the bottom like when it was the og like when we first started getting into like fashion and all that well when i first started getting into fashion and it was um describing what entrepreneurship and eat to this day i'm just like whoa like i read it all the time and it's just and it's crazy how this person whoever posted it uh described entrepreneurship so what is entrepreneurship in the shortest of ways to describe it, entrepreneurship is building a bridge that others don't think can be built, but yet need a bridge that mm. connects a problem to a solution, a bridge that facilitates progress for others, a bridge that connects people to possibilities. While it is all those things, it is also a bridge that is only visible to the one that is building it as he or she feels it, it it to be possible while others simply look at it as impossible. Entrepreneurship is about using belief to push. And it's crazy that it speaks about belief because we're speaking about spirituality and how that involves entrepreneurship. So it's just it's so dead on what you're saying, because. You know, years ago, it was even instilled and uh, established and used with entrepreneurship. So entrepreneurship is about using belief to push the boundaries of limitations and to only envision that bridge, but to not only not sorry. And so not only envision that bridge, but to be recognized as an entrepreneur for being the one who built it. Damn. These guys did it. You can too. And, <laughs> and it's just, I was just like, to this day, I read that and it's like, and, and it's so funny because I try to memorize it and I try to recite it verbatim. And every time someone asks me, it's like, oh, why are you an entrepreneur? Uh? <laughs> and I, I try to like go back to that post and be like, 
I'm an entrepreneur because because like even though it's a trend and even though a lot of people still don't know, it's like people think of it as like ah you ain't no entrepreneur. What be quiet about that dumb stuff? You know, just get a job, whatever. And every anytime anyone mm. asks me, it's like I try to like. I'm an entrepreneur because th- this, this, this. And I wish I could like, yeah, building bridges, boy. Like, what's up? But it never comes out. It's like, I, I can never remember it out. And I, and I always just tell them, listen, I- I'd rather work 90 hours a week for myself than work 40 hours a week for just anybody else. Okay. And, you know, there's a, there's, and I, I amend you for that. And there's a big difference between an entrepreneur and a entrepreneur. You know, you want to explain yourself so much to people. That's the problem with us, right? Because we we are passionate about what we do, both of us. We're very passionate about what we do. And when people are like, so what do you do? I get that question a lot. And I'm like, damn, how do I answer right, this, right. you know? I don't want to come off like, yeah, you know, I'm an entrepreneur and all, you know. This I do this, I this, do. this, and this, and that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. You want to keep it short. You're like, yeah, I work in fashion or whatever. And then they're like, oh, okay, so what do you do? And I'm like, damn, man, what's the ask question? Is this a test or what? <laughs> but no, really, like, uh, there's a big difference between uh, entrepreneurs and entrepreneurs. But like you said, they're so, the entrepreneur trend is so popping. Like, everybody is an entrepreneur right. these days. Everybody wants to work for themselves. But what people don't realize is the definition of what you said, that's an entrepreneur right there. And then the entrepreneur is somebody who has the idea but don't execute that idea. And these days, the trend of entrepreneur is more vivid and out there than entrepreneurs, in my eyes, you know? And I ain't gonna knock you. If you have an idea, don't just leave it as an idea, execute it. You know, I've seen your transition, Dennis, and I am so proud of you and everything you do from this podcast. I was, I want to speak on this podcast because <laughs> this podcast that you're creating, you know, you the whole, even the, the mantra, you know, changing your thoughts can change the world. I align with it so much. And I think as an entrepreneur with another entrepreneur, we talk about B2B. Let's get into these, these yeah. terms now. B2B is business to business. Yeah. You want to work with businesses that align with your mantra and my thing is do good become great and if you can change one person you change the entire world i always said that as a kid i'm like if i can change one person and not like force you to change tie you up in a chair and be like you're gonna you're gonna fucking meditate okay no i'm gonna give you like i listened to your last podcast with your brother and you got y'all speak about like even if you guys don't go through a certain experience can you speak on it and help somebody and I, I could agree with that, you know, just because I haven't been in your shoes. My words, like a simple, simple thing as do good, become great, can leave a seed in your head and sprout for you to make a decision pursuing whatever it is that you're pursuing. But if I can change you and you become happy where you're at, you're going to go and tell Joe, Billy and Bob, and then it just spreads like a virus, a positive virus that just goes throughout everybody. And then I just, I love it. I love it. I, I admire it. I love it. That's and that my friend is a real definition of an entrepreneur. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm a lost at words right now. Like how, how, how do you follow that? I mean, guys, come on. How, how do you follow something like that? But you mentioned, you mentioned execution, right? So, uh, yes, 1000% agree. I mean, there are a bunch of entrepreneurs that just have the ideas. And I was at one point, I just, I'm, I'm a person who's always had a great ideas, a great imagination, very creative, and always just had all these ideas. But at one point I was like, 
enough, enough is enough with all these ideas. It's time to execute them. So speak a little bit about what it takes to execute, like an experience that that maybe you had in your life where you finally deci- decided to become an entrepreneur that executes, that closes deals. Okay, so uh, let's see. I think it was 2013, all right? I was freelancing, you know, I think this is a sign of an entrepreneur as well, where you can't keep one job. I'm going to keep it real. I did not keep one wow, job. That's and me it's right not there. because <laughs> that is and it's not because I don't do good. When I when I go to work at a regular schmegular job, even when I when in high school, okay, senior year of my high school, I was um, I worked at McDonald's. I flipped burgers. But the one thing my grandmother told me, she's like, if you're going to flip them burgers, you better not complain. You better be the best burger. Flipper. But, yo, okay? that's crazy. Cause my mom, <laughs> yo, it's so funny. I don't mean to interrupt you, but my mom is the same. She's, she said that exact same thing, but she's also telling me, yo, I don't care what you do in life. When it, mm-hmm. when you do it, yo, you be the best at it. If you want to wrap pieces of poop, as a professional, you be the best poop rapper of all time. <laughs> no, and that that that's the seriousness because that also when you're in that position, you're like, damn, I don't want to flip burgers, I don't want to scoop shit. But you know what? Scooping that shit, flipping that burger is going to teach you the most valuable yep. thing in life, and that is consistency. Yeah. Okay. And just because we're inconsistent with the jobs, right? I could not hold a job, and then in 2013. It's because, like, I was conflicted with these people. I always challenged them. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yo, why are you doing this when we could be doing this and accumulating this and making profit? At the time, I didn't even know I had an entrepreneur mindset. I just knew, like, bro, why aren't you seeing the big picture, which is in the littlest perspective right. In, right in front of you? Right. You know? And then, in, like, you know, I remember 2010, like, it was, like, eight months or something, I forgot how many months, but I did not find anything. I was broke as a joke. I couldn't find anything. And I was just sitting there like, man, this is not okay for freelancers. One, like a couple months you go where you're making tremendous amount of money to like no money, you know, for periods of time. And you put yourself out there, et cetera, et cetera. So I decided to create um, my own platform called Fade Network Studio where I was thinking about, okay, Freelancers, we gotta keep it consistent. Wait, 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 hold we on. I'm, work so, for- I, I'm so sorry to interrupt you. This is so rude and unprofessional of me, Kim. But geez, <laughs> you're jumping the gun, girl. I was gonna talk about that a little later in the show. Okay, 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 okay. okay I'm so okay, sorry. I don't mean to do I, it, but I, like. I, no, no, <laughs> no. You know, it's it's all part of the story. It's a 360. Okay, you know? go ahead, go and ahead. It's, go ahead. It's, it was what, right that moment when I couldn't find that eight months of right, like right. a gig was when it kicked. Like click to me that right. the execution I'm going to the execution. I'm going to start something that is going to uh, help me and help others. Mm. Not just help me, but help others. But helping others is helping me, and it's like I'm helping mm. them. It's just like this oh. ball of magnetic, and that's you know I didn't even know the term. It was like someone in my life that was like, hey, you know, you have an entrepreneur mindset. I'm like, I don't. Yeah. I'm trying to be honest with you. I was like, what the fuck is an entrepreneur? <laughs> You know, <laughs> and then I really like did my research and I was like, oh, OK, I guess, you know, but whatever. I'm going to continue doing what I do. But it's that moment when you're in the darkest, darkest, darkest time is when you create the most specialist thing and you don't even know. 
You know, I think that's how entrepreneurship happens is when enough is enough, like you said, and then you have these ideas and you just go for it. You just write it down and you plan and you do the tangibles. Okay. And when I say tangibles, I tell people you don't need to have 5,000, 10,000 or a hundred thousand in your bank account. You can start your business, do what's the the free steps for it, create that Instagram, that social media, the emails, and then that just that alone. Even a website nowadays, websites are free to start. Exactly. See, you can. I always tell people, you got an idea, do the tangible. I don't know what the tangible is. I'm like, well, bro, Google tangible, (laughs) and then come back to me. Okay, (laughs) but that's 50 percent of your idea already executed and coming into fruition. And that's exactly what I did. I did the tangible with zero money. Exactly. I mean, it it doesn't take much. And speaking a little bit about what you said previously about not being able to hold the job. And I was I was the same way. And I noticed that I couldn't. And like you said, not because I wasn't a bad worker, because I always like busted my behind and gave my 110%. But I always realized that, you know, and I feel like I could have been a good entrepreneur, which if people don't know, it's like being an entrepreneur, but working within a company and being having that 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 freedom to spread your ideas throughout a company right within the company. So I always felt like mm-hmm. I could have been a good entrepreneur, but I was just always shut down. Like I worked a, a, my first couple of jobs were at retail. Right. And every time mm-hmm. I try to introduce like a new idea to like better something, of course, right, for the customer, you know, being able to 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 give a better customer experience it was always like oh okay we'll we'll think about it oh okay well you know we'll we'll i'll talk to the manager or the higher ups about it you know I'll, I'll, oh it was somehow always shut down whether in a bad way or in a good way and i and i realized that and it's, i don't understand like if ceos or presidents of companies really don't have control over the lower managers that sort of manage that but i feel like if if you have such a big business or a big company or a Fortune 500, I think as a CEO, as a president or a vice president or someone who's just like really in charge, need to really implement that in their you know lower managers to to understand that there are people out there that have a good ideas that want the best for what's your company. You know, you're not always gonna find people who are you know want best for your company who have the same vision as you, but you can definitely find people who have the same vision for you same vision as you who you can have work for you and can just skyrocket your business and just bring great ideas and being able to execute them and that's just something that you know the higher-ups need to definitely implement and managers like you know don't shut them down if they have a good idea implement it and try it out and and see what happens if if they want to move up if they want to do a certain thing if they think the the company will be better by doing this pass it along let's make it happen let's let's some let's let's do it you see, and I actually talked about this with uh, a lot of people. I'm like, what big retailers fail to realize is that you got to start. I work in retail myself. You got to start at the bottom of the pyramid, okay? And I say the bottom because there's a chain of command. And the bottom of the pyramid is your sales associate. Uh, and you want to understand those people because they are in the front line of right. the business. And in the front line of the business, you see, you know what the customers want. Yo, Y'all don't got crop tops and it's like crop top season. I need this crop top ASAP. You know, you want to hear that because that's where your business is going to make money. And then, you know, the bottom is like, yo, why don't we style like this? I feel like your visual merchandising doesn't match with the audience that are coming in and what they're asking for. Let's attract them some more. You know, and I think a lot of business, they 
they bypass that and they don't want to hear. And then people, you know what I mean? Especially store managers and um, retail, they don't want you to grow. They don't want you to take your job. And that is not a leader. People get that messed up. There's a, there's a big definition, uh, big differentiation between a boss and a leader. Yep. And you said it yourself, you know, you, you went to your manager, you asked like, yo, we need to do this. And they bypass your ideas. And this is why you want to quit. Cause you're like, fuck this. You're not going to listen to me because they're greedy. And they're like, no, I don't want you to take over. You see, you seem too smart. You know what I mean? And that's so stupid. It's right. like, yo, as a store manager, don't you want more? Don't you want to become a district manager and pass the store manager position to somebody who can do a better job than you at the end of the day that makes you more money? Right. And then y'all moving up in the totem pole from district manager to, I don't know, global manager right. to like working. You know what I mean? And yeah. people don't understand that. And that's my friend, you already shown that sign of entrepreneurship or entrepreneurship, as you say, like, and they don't listen. That's they lost. They're going to regret it. They're going to hit you up like, yo, Dennis. What's good? B to B question mark. <laughs> <laughs> so, and it's, it is, it is, you know, you're right. It is like, and, and now that I'm sitting here thinking, it's like, why wouldn't you want to excel your employee? Why wouldn't you want the best for your employee? If I had a fortune 500 company, I'll make sure my, my end goal would be, of course, to, to make millions, to help, to help, to help billions, to make millions and, and to, to help my employees, you know, have a job, create, create, become entrepreneurs in my company. But I think the end goal should be molding them to be their own entrepreneurship and then releasing them in, into the world. Like, why wouldn't you get entrepreneurs, create them into entrepreneurs, release them to the world, and then who knows b2b question mark like i said like that's just building business for yourself in the future like why not create successful people within your company so they can go create their own company and then you can work with them in the future like what you know and the simple answer to that dennis is greedy and insecurity people humans are so greedy and insecurity the more i follow my entrepreneurship and spiritual uh path together as one, as whole, as Kim, this Kim, 2019 Kim, I start to see it, you know? And I'm just like, geez, if you are just hoarding all that money to yourself and you're not planting a seed as you go, what makes you think your fruits are going to last? Right. Your season is about to be over. Mango season is booming right now. Wow. And that shit is about to be over real quick. And if you ain't got no seeds to plant and share that those seeds, then what's the point? You're not a real entrepreneur. I don't care if you're like a millionaire, billionaire. You're not a real entrepreneur. You're just a greedy asshole. Simple fact. People don't do what makes sense. Not at all. Not at all. And at the end of the day, it it, it has nothing to do for me, and it has nothing to do with money. You you know, as a big boss, mm -hmm. you don't got to give me your money. Just like Kim said, plant that seed, teach me, mentor me, and let me go yes. out there and let me create my own, and then I'll come back and we do business together, and then we make more money. <laughs> and I always say there's fruits for everybody. And, you know, it's not about the money. Money is the perk. Right. But the, the, the knowledge is power. Yep. And that's what you want. And it's so crazy. You can't even get that these days with certain people. You have to figure it out on your own. You know? Without a doubt. And, and, and it's sad. But we do have to go to break. I mean, I, I wish I didn't. We didn't have to go to break. But I'm, because this conversation is just, it's getting better. We're just warming up. 
we're going, <laughs> we're going into the third quarter right now. Uh, you know, I got to do these layups real quick. <laughs> <laughs> but when we come back, we're going to be talking uh, a little bit about how spirituality affects Kim as an entrepreneur and a little bit about Fad Network Studio, which I'm excited about, and about a little bit about um, entrepreneurship. Uh, I said a little a couple of times, so. Just end right there. This is Paradisos, guys, where if you change your thoughts, you can change the world. We'll be right back. Okay, we are back. If you're just tuning in, which would be weird because this is a podcast, and when you go into a podcast, you start at the beginning. Um, I have Kim Lee with me. I mean, I'm not going to go into a whole nother introduction, but yes, I do have Kim and so great to be sitting down and talking with her because man i just love picking at that brain let's jump right into it so you're probably wondering what the heck spirituality has to do with entrepreneurship right so kim what or i'm sorry how has spirituality affected you as an entrepreneur it's changed my life dennis it's it's given me more clarity than ever before you know um I actually, my spiritual journey began with a book. And this book, I am now passed on to friends. I finished the book. I signed my name with a date on it. And I told them to pass it to the person they needed the most. Anyways, I'll get back into the, that later. I hope that book finds back its way back to me one day. It's called yeah. The Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle. Oh, wow. And, uh, and it's a guide to spiritual alignment. I highly recommend this book to anyone, even if you're not a spiritual person. What is it? it what is it about again? being... The Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle. Okay. I'll definitely check that out. Definitely. He has more books, but this is this is a powerful one. I'm actually rereading it again. And um, it's, I picked up this book, and it talks about the power of now, which is being present, being in your present state. I feel like as an entrepreneur, you have a lot of tunnel visions, right? We talked about having so much ideas that they just stay there, you know, and you, you want to, Kim, you don't know where to start. You're like, dang, where do I start? Which route do I take? You know, you don't think, I didn't think about doing the tangible. It's not until I really read this book being present, you know, in each section of the book, not even chapter, he has this weird squiggly line after that excerpt. He wants you to think, he wants you to close your eyes and think about what you, he just said right. and put yourself in the state of like, okay, there's a part of the book where it presents what being present is. It kind of teaches you where you sit at a bench, let's say in Washington Square Park or something, sit at that bench and just close your eyes, listen to all the surrounding noise, the birds, people talking, the life that's going on. Mm-hmm. When you're when you're tuning in like that, you're being present. Mm-hmm. And then when you're being present, your mind has more clarity of um, hearing your own thoughts you know, you're letting those thoughts flow. You're going to have these, you know, your subconscious mind, you talked about it in your podcast, uh, your subconscious mind, it always utters these crazy words and things and shit. It also listens to you. But the most part, it's almost like the yin and the yang. Your conscious is your yin. And I mean, yang. And then the subconscious is the yin. And in that state, when you don't have a clear mind, I feel like you cannot execute your, your work at all. So spirituality and entrepreneurship, I'm not saying you have to be spiritual to be an entrepreneur. Every, my way may not work for someone else, but if you're listening to this podcast, that means you're aligning with us in some way. Mm. 
and I think it's so, um, what is it? Adamant to have something that is a core to yourself, knowing who you are. Spirituality helps you know who you are and what you want in life. Because if you don't know what you want, I'm going to tell you right now, you cannot become an entrepreneur. Not at all. Because if you, if you don't know what you want for yourself, what makes you think you're going to know what you want for your, your business and others that's participating in your business? Or, or other people in the world that can change their lives. How, you, how are you going to know how exactly. to do that? Exactly. And I don't care if you don't do the spiritual path. Okay. But if you just, I feel like if you just know, you just know. And I think spirituality and the power of now and meditation um, help you figure out the path, the direction. I'll be tired. You know, I, I get the best ideas in the shower. I don't know what the Word. hell it is. <laughs> I'm in the shower and I'm like, you know, it's okay to speak to yourself because sometimes you're like, oh yeah, that, 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 you know, you know, schizo, nothing wrong with that. Um, but I was in the shower and then, you know, when I'm more spiritual, sometimes I meditate in the shower. Mm-hmm. I um I forgot who it was I saw in a TED talk where he was like you know turn on the hot water take a shower your hot water and then fucking put that shit on cold mm. it uh, shocks your body it'll wake you up for sure it it wakes you up you know that's another form of like practicing this whole being present it wakes you up it wakes up everything I've done it before and I'm like ooh you crazy girl but shit let's do this. <laughs> You need a little wake up today. But that's my conscious mind trying to wake myself up so that I can fulfill whatever tasks or goals that I need to do. But I I highly recommend it. I think a quick two minute of the sitting down, closing your eyes brings clarity to your plan. And for you as a whole, as an individual as well, it's a game changer. It's such a game changer. And I first learned this method by a guru named Michael De Francisco. He was a student of His Holiness Marhashi Mayashi, um, which is a yogi in India who taught the Beatles too. And it's called Vedic style meditation. It's a transitional meditation which uses the technique of distracting you from the outside noise and bringing yourself to a state of relaxed awareness. Wow. So have you ever been asleep but you feel like you're kind of awake at the same time? Me personally? Yeah, you personally. <clears throat> yes. Yes, that's all that's actually transitional meditation right there. You're at a state where you're awake and asleep at the same time. It's wow. it's it's crazy. And it and the beautiful thing about this meditation, Dennis, you don't need to hear a a guy in like a freaking uh some dreadlocks with a bindi on his forehead right. and to to guide you through the meditation. You literally just close your eyes. You let those thoughts go through your head for 30 seconds or a minute, you, and then you are the observer of your thoughts. When you can become the observer of your thoughts, like, damn, I think like that? Yep. Dang, okay. You going through some dark stuff. Or, Girl, you depressed. You sad. Okay, you happy today? And then, boom, you clear it out after a minute. A minute, and then your brain feels more clear. You're gone. You're somewhere. I don't even. I can't even explain it. But within those states, when you wake up, you're like, okay, what do I have to tackle first today? It takes you to a whole nother level. I highly recommend it if you're an entrepreneur because it's a stressful thing. You're trying to make a living out of nothing mm-hmm. sometimes. And 
when you have a sense of guidance within yourself, you feel like you're you have everything. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And you mentioned being present, and I just feel like people have this misconce- misconception of being present, and like I agree with you, where you just like you use the example of just sitting on the bench and just closing your eyes and listening and. I feel like people being present, they, they might say, oh, yeah, I'm present. You know, I, I, I do a lot of things. I'm everywhere. I, I, uh, I talk to a lot of people. But sometimes present just really means being away from everything and just being, you know, within yourself and knowing who you really are and knowing what's around you. That's really more what what present really is. And you mentioned the sub, you know, the subconscious mind. And it's funny because uh, at the moment I'm reading the power of the subconscious of your subconscious mind by uh, Dr. Joseph Murphy. I highly recommend that. It's amazing. And I wanted to read a, a quick excerpt of it um, and have your thoughts on it. And it says the power of your subconscious is enormous. It inspires you. It guides you and it reveres to you names, facts and scenes from the storehouse of memory. Your subconscious started, your heartbeat controls the circulation of your blood, regulates your digestion and elimination. When you eat a piece of bread, your subconscious mind transmutes it into tissue, muscle, bone, and blood. This process is beyond the ken of the wisest man who talk, who walks the earth. Your subconscious mind um, controls all the vital processes and functions of your body and knows the answers to all problems. Your subconscious mind never sleeps, never rests. You can discover the miracle working power of your subconscious by plainly stating to your subconscious prior to sleep that you wish a certain specific thing accomplished. So, like him said, the subconscious mind is not something to play with. It's something that you can really use to, to, to edify your life, to propel you as an entrepreneur and not an entrepreneur and just to understand what the subconscious mind is is capable of you know what i mean exactly and you got to have that clear subconscious mind you know our subconscious mind is accumulative of all think about an, a corporate office with filers mm-hmm. okay that's your subconscious mind the filers every file that's in there it can be good and bad and i believe you and your brother was talking about the law of attraction and i'm huge on that that actually really kicked off before i read the power of now Rhonda Brines is the one who brought it to light. And that subconscious mind, if you say, damn, I hate my life, guess what? Life is going to hate you and it's going to manifest and your reality. Now, that's why you got to have a clear subconscious mind to have those things that you just mentioned, that definition you just mentioned. Because if you don't have a clear subconscious mind, you are going to be wild now. You're on autopilot. Your life is just going to unfold in the weirdest way. Have you seen Inception with Leonardo DiCaprio, one of my favorite movies? That's my brother's that favorite movie. movie. <laughs> and you know, that Inception is a perfect example of the subconscious mind. Leonardo DiCaprio's character is the perfect definition of the subconscious mind having, like, you know, going on a certain path, but then having these blockages. You know how his wife keeps popping up? Mm-hmm. And she's the one who's like kind of ruining their mission. Yeah. That's that's that outside voice that's ruining your mission when you're like, okay, I got this. But in that subconscious mind, it's not clear. And it's saying, well, you don't got this. What do you do? You want to listen to the subconscious mind. It has just so much power and control. That's why I say take a minute or two. You want to have that clear mind for that subconscious mind. Take a minute or two. I'm actually going to read a quote right now 
on uh, the power of now. You don't mind. It's it's uh, he talks. Ikatole says the present moment holds the key to liberation. Hmm. That's it. But you cannot find the present moment as long as you are your mind. Hmm. What what does that mean to you? You can't find the present moment as long as you are your mind. That means you cannot find that clarity as long as you're thinking the way you're thinking right now. Because let's be real, we're human. We are always going to have that weird negative voice in the back of our mind. But a lot of us have overcame it in various ways. Let's listen to your, your favorite song that pumps you up listening to a podcast that motivates you. And it's the, about clearing that subconscious mind. And the thing about the subconscious mind, it's it's, it's not going to argue with you. It's not going to talk back to you, and it's not going to try to rationalize. The subconscious mind accepts anything you feed it. Anything the conscious yeah. mind tells the subconscious mind, you tell yourself, like you said, damn, my life sucks. Damn, I'm not going to get a job. Damn, why isn't my, bi- my business flourishing? Your subconscious mind is going to be like, Okay. All right. So then it's, yeah. it's not going to. All right. Cool. I agree. It's not going to be. No, I disagree. The, the subconscious mind is not going to tell you. No, stop thinking like that. Think positive. You, your business is going to flourish. Keep working. No, the subconscious mind is going to be like, you know what? All right. Cool. I agree. Uh, let, let, let's make it happen. Let's let, let's let your life, you know, be more bad. Let's let's let your business not be prosperous. So like I said, is. <clears throat> have to be in the well present said. you have to feed your mind you have to use your conscious mind to feed the subconscious mind positive thoughts and and knowing that you have a purpose and you you live a fulfilling life so so straying away a little bit about that straying away from that kim tell us a little bit about fade network studio definitely excited about this and i know you touched a little yeah. bit you know, about <laughs> it before but Tell us in detail what that is, please. So Fade Network Studio is a platform. It's a, actually, it's a digital media agency, but that came along later. It's actually a platform for freelancers, creatives, in the fashion, art, design, and entertainment, hence the acronym Fade, um, for people to come oh, together. Oh, and, wait, wait, hold yeah, on. Say that again. What? <laughs> the acronym Fade is fashion, art, design, and entertainment. Damn. <laughs> you know your girl that's fire <laughs> <laughs> but no it's a platform i created for people like you and i and freelancers to come together and kind of create uh work within each other mm-hmm. and it's it's like a linkedin but catered to uh the creative industry nice. and um the media agency side is where we obviously get our funding where i'm gonna make my business but the main point of it is the to create this platform for everyone and everyone come together, brainstorm, share ideas and just help each other. Like, yo, actually, I know someone within my network that is a graphic designer or a fashion designer and I can lead them to you because I know you're looking for somebody who's collaborating. And I'm kind of I serve as like the core, the middleman yeah. of when I'm hitting up clients. And just because I know I can do something, let's say you, right? You're talented. You, you can, I remember my tie. You can sew ties like, and you can sew like no other. Mm-hmm. If I need a sewer based in New Jersey or New York, I'm going to probably give that client to you. And I'm not going to take it. You know, I know I can do like a tech pack or whatever, but I'm going to pass it on to you because 
you're part of the network and I know that you might need it and might you can grow from it and then you establish a relationship with them and now you're a part of the Faith Network. And I also do mentorships. Before Faith Network, I was mentoring, but now Faith Network also serves as a mentor kind of, uh, I don't know, platform. And I've been mentoring kids uh, from Florida to Cleveland, Ohio, actually two that I work really closely with. And they're artists. One's a painter, the other one's a barber and artist. And through the Faith Network, I promote them. I also present them. Uh, The one in Cleveland now, he's in three galleries, have another gallery on the way, have a first fashion show on the way. And I watched him when he didn't even know what he wanted to do. You know, he was kind of in that middle, like, uh, what do I do? I want to be a painter. I want to do this for the rest of my life. So that serves as like a big brother and big sister, whatever um, relationship. And yeah, that's the Faith Network. We are just all encompassing everything that makes something great. I wanted to bring light to the industry, Dennis that I work in, which is the fashion industry. I've been doing branding and marketing for the industry for about six, seven years now. And I wanted to bring more light to the industry. So I created Fade Network to bring what I believe in, which is this whole uh, spirituality and being one with self into this world. And how I ask myself, how can my work and my life values align together? I love helping people. I love it. And I mean it from the bottom of my heart. And I told myself, how can I do that with what I I'm trying to do as an, a fashion entrepreneur? So I created fate where I can do both. Man, that's, that's beautiful. What, what, what do you, do you think would be the difference between a freelancer and an entrepreneur? I'm sorry, repeat that again? What What do you think is the difference between a freelancer? Because you mentioned freelancers and how, uh, how yeah, you provide yeah. that. So how, what would you say is the difference or similarities between a freelancer and an entrepreneur? A freelancer is somebody, I feel like a freelancer is somebody who's just hopping from one thing to the next. You know, you're kind of going with the wind. You don't have really uh, something that is solid, that's bringing in constant revenue and uh, building a team in a way. A freelancer is a sole individual who's just kind of like a, I guess like a serial entrepreneur in a way where you just build that business and then you hop to the next, Mm -hmm. you sell it and you hop to the next, right? You're not really having a whole team behind you and you're building people. I feel like an entrepreneur comes with more responsibilities and as an entrepreneur, you are you can you can be freelancing, but then you also have a team behind you, right. like uh, people behind you that you're trying to build to level them up to the next position, which holds more responsibility. Now you got a lot of mouths to feed. As for freelancers, you only have your mouth to feed. Okay, that makes sense because when I when I think of freelancer, I kind of see like you know an entrepreneurial spirit in them or in in a yep. freelancer, but to a certain extent, you know. Like you said, an entrepreneur definitely has more responsibilities, more mouths to feed. So, so you mentioned that you offer um, uh, mentorship in a Fade Network. So, what do you think? Why do you think mentorship is so important? So, I'm conflicted now because I I don't know. If you heard of John Henry from Hustle uh, on Viceland? Okay. He's from um, yeah, he's from uh, I believe not Brooklyn. I'm sorry. 
Harlem, Harlem. Okay. He has Harlem Capital, and he has this new show on Vice. I highly recommend it. You guys go watch it. Shout out to John Henry, who's changed my mind a lot. He's he's a young entrepreneur. Anyways, he talks about, um, I think mentorship is important, but don't seek for it. Don't seek it? You know it. what I mean? I feel, don't seek mentorship. Oh, okay. Don't seek, mentorship is available. We offer it. It's available. I'm here. I'm here all day. If you need mentorship, I'm here all day. You know, but I can do so much. I can accept so many people because at the end of the day, we have things we need to focus about. But don't, I feel like people are seeking too much of mentorships and not really figuring out their own path. Someone as a mentor can tell you like, yo, you need to do A, B, and C. But what if you do A, B, and C and it don't work out for you? You have to figure it out. It's like life. If you're going to put your hand in the fire, it's going to burn. But you have to put your hand in the fire to feel the burn for you to know that you can't put your hand in the fire. I can't tell you, put your like go put your hand in the fire so you feel the burn. Right. I can't do that. I can mentor you. Yes, I think mentorship is, if you have it, congratulations to you. You have some type of guidance. It's cool. Not all of us have guidance. I personally have gone through, like, I don't know, short-term mentors, and I've reached out to people and I'm like, damn, why doesn't someone want to mentor me? Right. Like, I just want to be mentored so I can get to the next level. But that's the wrong way of thinking. I think this day and age, we go back to uh, everyone who wants to be an entrepreneur. We seek for that mentorship. We think like being an entrepreneur and being successful is having that guidance and you got to have that guidance or else you can't get to the next level. Wrong. If you have that mentorship within your life, what, and it can be from your mom, your mom can be your mentor. All right. Okay. It, it just it doesn't matter like you can have it good for you if you don't have it don't go seeking for it it will come to your life eventually but it's there not everybody offers it but it's there it's important to have it yes but it also isn't important see i'm conflicted by it because john henry he kind of changed my perspective on it when he was talking about how uh this kid asked him like yo i need mentorship like to get to the top kind of thing and he's like dude you don't need mentorship your mentorship is yourself. Mm-hmm. Like you have to figure out this journey yourself. Right. And the mentorship will just come along unexpectedly. You'll have people like in your life where it's like, yo, I see what you're doing. I see this, you know, don't go in with emotions, go in like this with strength. You know, that's, that's positive mentorship. Right. But like I said, it, it is important. And at the same time, it isn't because you are your own mentor at the end of the day. And I, and I think people have to have a certain mentality when it go when it comes you know when you go into mentorship or 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 finding someone i think so for me my personal experience with mentorship i think one of my biggest or yeah i think one of my biggest mentors um was my uncle actually because and it has to do with sewing and and taylor uh he's a master tailor he's been sewing 40 plus 50 plus years now and wow and he works at Hugo Boss. He's like their master tailor for Hugo Boss. So, you know, he's up there. So with me, it was never, oh, I need to be mentored by him. I need to know everything he knows. It was just earnestly me wanting to, like, know how to do certain things. Like, for example, I, I think I first reached out to him uh, for him to tailor me some pants. When I first started getting into fashion a couple of years ago, I just always were telling him, oh, hey, uncle, can you can you tailor these for me? Can you tailor that? And that was before I got into sewing. And then once I started getting into sewing, 
I would ask him once or twice, you know, oh, how, how do you do this? How do you do that? So I feel like if you have that mentality of earning, like wanting to learn, just wanting help, not really knowing the secret to success, it's just more of like, how how can I, you know, do this certain specific thing? And not really, oh, how do I become a master tater? How do I make a suit? It's like, no, do start with the little things. How do I, you know, how do I fix a ham on a pair of pants? You know, how do I, how did you become so successful? How did you get a job at Hugo Boss? You know, how, how are you such a great uh, tailor? You know, it's more of like, no, uh, learn the little things. Learn, know and understand that when going into a mentorship or learning from someone, it's not, you're not going in to be exactly that like them, exactly where they're at. It's you, you having your purpose, you knowing what you want in life and you, know, you knowing how to get it, but you want their, you want to nitpick their brain. You want to just learn little aspects. You want to just learn little tips and, and helpful, but not, like you said, not, not, thinking that when you put the hand in the fire you're going to react the exact same way that he or she did with the person that's mentoring you so that's yeah, I, I that's think well that, that's well said i think i'm sorry to call you off but that's so well said it's going in with the right questions and the right mentality right. exactly not asking like so how did you make a million dollars right, right, so right. like okay so what are those small steps like okay so you know uh, what did it take to build a business plan? Not asking what is a business plan. What did it take to build a business plan? You know, your mentor is somebody who can give you the, the vague and the broad guidance. And it's up to you to use those tools and assets to build your own kind of game plan. But well said, Dennis. I love that. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. So sadly we are out of time i wish we could just talk all day i mean i have i mean you know so many questions but you know it, it is time to to call it an end uh kim please do you have any final thoughts to show share with the beautiful people listening to paradisos let's see my final thoughts is do you do what you love and listen to your heart Listen to your heart. Don't listen to your brain. Listen to your heart. Listen to your heart and do what you love. And don't be afraid to do it because when you do good, you become great. And that's it. Signing off. When you do good, you become great. And I actually wanted to thank Kim. Um, she kind of kind of encouraged me. If you guys don't know the book Good to Great by Jim Collins. Man. Yes. She put yeah. she put me on as as, as oh. us New Yorkers say you put me on. <laughs> so I mean, like man, because even you told me that that's where you got your saying from from that book. That book, you know, definitely <laughs> check that guy check that book out. But Kim, oh man, thank you so much for giving me this opportunity to be able to sit down and speak with you and. And, and thank you of course and, and just be able to share information and share knowledge and like i always say we my brother and i and everyone that i intend to have on this show i just want to be able to spread happiness spread love spread empathy just be able to be one with each other you know we all just came from the same place we're here on this earth to to live a purpose-filled life and we just all just want to be happy and we all just want to help each other and love each other and i feel like if we do all those things we can just It'd be a, a, a perfect world, but, you know, sadly, we don't live in a perfect world, but, you know, I, myself, my brother Ray and Kim and along with many others are going to spend our entire lives trying to change people's lives and trying to make this world a better place in any way possible. Amen. 
and Kim again. Thank you so much. Uh, I thank can't you, wait. Dennis. Of course, I can't wait to uh, go to Cali soon and we can hang out, drink a couple of brewskis, <laughs> and just talk and talk and talk. So thanks again, Kim, for being thank on. Thank you. Thank you, Paradiso. And shout out to your brother, Ray. Awesome. Awesome. All righty, Kim. And uh, until next time, my beautiful people, this has been Paradisos, where if you change your thoughts, you can change the world. Goodbye, my beautiful people. Until next time.